I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com. This is RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, your go-to source for critical insights into global events. I'm Emily Donahue. Welcome. Brazil is dealing with an insurrection. Supporters of former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro overwhelmed security forces and entered the headquarters buildings of three branches of government on January 8th. They were protesting the October presidential election, claiming electoral fraud brought into office Brazil's new president, Lula da Silva. Carmen Colosi is Reign's Latin America analyst. She's going to break down the claims. Welcome, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. It's always great to have you on the podcast. Can we talk about this demonstration? Demonstrators broke into the presidential palace, the Congress building, the Supreme Court headquarters. What exactly triggered those protests? I'm so glad you asked. So to break down a little bit of the context as to why this happened, um, we saw over the past 18 months that there was a wide dissemination of fake news stories in Brazil. Um, so fake news stories specifically concerning the October election. So we saw on platforms like WhatsApp, Telegram, but even places like Twitter and, and other social media platforms that many believe that the ballot system that Brazil used, the electronic ballot system, was no longer uh, valid or there were some concerns about um you know, if there could be fraud with that ballot system. And um, we saw also a feud between the Supreme Court and then President Jair Bolsonaro. And so those two elements really did make their way onto these social media sites. And we saw a, a large spread of fake news stories from something that's even as simple as part truth, part uh, uh, lie to something as even as preposterous as then candidate Lula was speaking with the devil. So, and they weren't really helped by the fact that Bolsonaro himself, then president, would make these remarks that would somewhat hint at or, or even go as far to, as to question or validate the concerns of the fake news stories. Part of that all led to this crescendo and this belief among these online groups that if Bolsonaro lost, the election itself must be rigged. Now, these groups, they didn't believe in any of the polling that was coming out. They didn't believe in any of the official news sites in Brazil. And there was a real strong sense that if Bolsonaro lost, the election itself was rigged. Of course, we saw a very close election in Brazil, one of the closest in recent history. And that really only contributed to this sense of, of among the far right that Bolsonaro had lost. If you remember, we saw widespread demonstrations um, in the immediate aftermath of the presidential runoff election at the end of October um, that really kind of confirms that a small but mighty portion of the population that really did believe that the election was rigged. Of course, Carmen, you and the RAIN analyst team have been discussing these strategies and potential for what happened for months with our clients. But as an outsider, it almost sounds so similar to what happened in the United States in January of 2021. 
I'm wondering if the protesters in Brazil took their cue from that event. I think that that's definitely a possibility. Um, many in Brazil were looking and watching what was happening in the United States at the time, back in 2020. And they, you know, a lot of these far right groups became very concerned that, um, you know, a similar event would happen in Brazil. And, you know, in the aftermath of the October Brazil elections, many of them, I think, looked to what happened in the United States in in a way for inspiration. Um, but instead, they were hoping to essentially use the military uh, or draw the military out to potentially intervene and then reinstate Bolsonaro as president. Obviously, that did not happen. Uh, we saw the military um, go in and in, instead arrest the protesters that had broken into the government buildings. But that was the hope that the that the military would eventually intervene. Is it correct to compare this event to the storming of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th in 2021? So from a high level view, the two events are very similar. We saw demonstrators gaining access to government buildings and then vandalizing them, fueled by the idea or, or hope of overturning an election. In both cases, we also saw a slow or, or hesitant security response that really allowed that vandalization to um, reach a, a fever pitch. The, there are two, there's one key difference between what happened in Brazil and what happened in the U.S. So in Brazil, Bolsonaro did not have a hand in encouraging the protesters in the same way that former President Trump did with his speech right before um, protesters stormed the government buildings. In Brazil, we saw that Bolsonaro, in fact, was very quiet um, right before the the riot of January 8th. And, you know, Bolsonaro himself is currently in Florida, had very little to say. And even in the direct aftermath of what happened, we saw Bolsonaro take to Twitter and essentially try to distance himself in a way from the demonstrations. And so when we're looking at how this will play out in Brazil, you know, in the U.S., we saw events play out very, you know, specifically we have the January 6th committee and that a lot of it had to do with a lot of the argument in, in the U.S. had to do with the fact that uh, President Trump had given this speech right before demonstrators gained access to, um, to the Capitol building. However, in Brazil, it will be very difficult for the Supreme Court or the judiciary to connect Bolsonaro or any of his family members to the event of, of January 8th as they didn't publicly support the riot in the same way that we see evidence of in the United States. Let's talk about the fallout. How will this affect President Lula and the country this year? This is going to be very impactful to the Lula administration and essentially what his government will be able to do. So we're likely to see Lula's term be really hallmarked by January 8 investigations and, you know, periodic uh, arrests in relation to the to the events of January 8th. That could potentially take away from some of his bargaining abilities with certain constituencies, certain um, activists. It could take away from his bargaining capabilities with the Congress. And mind you, the opposition has a heavy uh, presence in Congress, so he will need every bargaining chip he can get 
as we see these investigations and periodic arrests come out, we could see a, a potential change in the public perception of the judicial system. So already a significant portion of Brazilians do not have faith in the, um, you know, democratic institutions such as the Supreme Court. If there is a perception that the Supreme Court is overstepping with the investigations or um, arrests, that could be something that we could see spark even renewed protest or potentially just decreased um, belief in or faith in the Supreme Court, which could leave Brazil in a difficult position for the elections uh, ahead. So one last item here is that in the coming years, we're very likely to see the Supreme Court and also the presidency give this em a, a stronger emphasis on curbing the spread of fake news. Um, we could see specifically the Supreme Court could mandate that social media platforms increase the enforcement of um, misinformation guidelines that are already in place. But even more likely, we're likely to see the government and potentially the Lula administration push for new or more expansive guidelines to be adopted by the government. Now we've seen all sorts of social media platforms pushed back on, on these guidelines being implemented across the globe, but the, Brazil is another area where we could see that right to free speech argument start to play out. All right, well, there's a lot to keep our eyes on. Thank you so much, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. Carmen Colosi is a Latin America analyst with Rain. Her analysis of Brazil's insurrection is available in Worldview, which is Rain's geopolitical intelligence solution. With interactive graphics, Rain's exclusive global risk monitor, key forecast questions, and global threat monitoring, security professionals rely on Rain Worldview. Sign up for a trial at rainnetwork.com. That's R A N E network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.